This episode is brought to you by the content creators at Live City Media. They've been filming and editing since 2013 and know exactly what it takes to make your brand's online presence pop. Head over to livecity.media to connect with the team today. Thursday, everyone, and to my good friend Sean. Hey, buddy. It, is it Thursday? Like, I've honestly it's, lost track of it. Days. You've lost track. Yeah, it's Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. So it's been a while, but today, uh, what's on the menu? Basically, I think we're talking some. We'll have some Mando for sure on the menu, yeah. and uh, some Oscar predictions and maybe favorites. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll, I think we'll prioritize favorites, and then if we have the time, we'll talk about maybe predictions, at least for like the major categories. Yeah, hundred percent. But um, yeah, no, it's been. I think for uh, since last time we recorded, I think it's been a little hectic for both of us for different a, a, a reasons. A little bit, yeah. A, my, a little uh, is an understatement. I yeah. Think. So you got a new job, and my old job was a victim of a data breach. So Jesus, a lot of a lot of stress over on my ends, especially trying to get in touch with the company and getting a hold of like all the the creditor information and trying to like protect myself yeah, it sits yeah. a lot like uh i've noticed my body has been like seizing up uh due to the stress levels like everything feels just like rock hard due to the stress so if i it's seem a little distracted today or maybe a little less enthusiastic than i otherwise would be that that's why that's my disclaimer <laughs> And it's, man, you don't have to apologize for that. I mean, I, I couldn't even imagine being in a new situation with, with all the stress levels and with, with, with my data at risk. So don't, no rush here. You're in a safe space, a nice space we could, with a good friend, and we talk about what we love. So we'll uh, yeah, I needed play it by <laughs> ear. And uh, yeah, yeah, of course, I, yeah, I could feel that. So uh, yeah, on my end, I mean, for sure, I mean, compared to Sean, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, not, it's nothing. So, but it's still, I mean, I have a new job, but it's, uh, it's quite busy. So uh, I love it. Everything's going well so far, but it's uh, yeah, it's uh, it's in terms of time management. I need to rethink how yeah. I do things. And because so. of your new job, though, you can drink whatever you want on the show now. That's true. In terms of beer, in terms yeah. of beer, I can now drink whatever I want. <laughs> but yeah, for in terms of beer, I had um, yeah, I had specifications or at least limitations at first. But it's actually beer I'm having today, and it's still part of the old Molson Coors portfolio because I have so many products in my fridge. <laughs> but let's start with you because I think that you're. Um, Last time you had this, you you wouldn't you wasn't you weren't able to comment on the air because uh, for well, technical issues. Yeah, that's the one where we lost the episode. <laughs> Uh, yeah. the, the, the great lost one uh, but I'm going to have Wild Turkey 101 bourbon so yeah. for the listeners this will be the first time you're hearing me have this on the air I bought the bottle I think what November I guess now December mm, yeah, ballpark around, well, when, when indoor finished so yeah. that was early November-ish yeah it's mistaken. been a while mm-hmm. so this is going to be the second time I've had this this bottle um, yeah I I also purchased, as we know, the, the Long Branch as well. And I definitely prefer the Long Branch to the 101, but both of those are wild turkey. And they they both just taste like different uh, different beasts. One's a, a bit sharper, I would say. You can you can almost taste the corn in the 101. Yeah. I, and, and I think I know for sure what kind of bourbon drinker you are because um, the others that we've tried and you actually liked, I think all had that smooth kind of feel to them yeah um 101 is harsh but in terms of affordable really good bourbon for everybody it's it's high on the list 101 and i do actually like it but it's comparable to the knob creek that you had at my place yeah. which is it's a sh- it's sharp it's yeah, razor sharp I, I just had a swig um, and i got some burn in the mouth a little bit a little yeah, bit of yeah, burn yeah, on yeah. the way down as well so but i enjoy it but it's i, I totally get your feel i think sometimes depending on my mood i prefer like a smoother bourbon over mm-hmm. a harsh bourbon so when you're in mood for a harsh 101 is your pick 
On my end, it's uh, yeah, I'm on beer today. Um, so again, because I didn't have time to go to SEQ to buy new bottles recently, but uh, and I have a shit ton of beer in my fridge that I need to <laughs> that I need to drink. Liquidate. Um, yeah. So um, it's actually a local Ontario brewery. You know Creamore, right? I've heard of it, but I've never had it. Mm. Creamore. So previously pre- known as Creamore Springs in the little time of Creamore uh, in Ontario, um, basically built into like a massive um, microbrewery brand in Canada. And it's under the Molson Coors portfolio. And I'm having their Lot 9 Pilsner, which is really good, crisp, um, kind of German-style Pilsner. Really like it. It's quite, a, it's quite good. Um, so I feel like a refreshing beer that won't... Uh, not an overly like intense IPA or something, just something... Like, I don't know, like a good lager, good pilsner, just like pretty drinkable. So cheers to you. Very nice. Well, uh, enjoy it. And yeah. we'll get on to the uh, the, the main business. topic du jour, which I guess we'll start with uh, the big one. But Mando's back. Season Mando's three. back. Season yeah. three. Um, and it's it doesn't feel like that long ago that we have Mando because again he was he was in Book of Boba Fett and that was what a year ago yeah that was a year um, ago so it's been two yeah. years roughly I guess since season two but one year since we had a story with Mando yeah so season it's a two was weird. end of twenty twenty which feels like ages ago but yeah. yeah it's it's true and I don't know what the, the overall feeling is I think it's correct me if I'm wrong man but I think that it's pretty divided in terms of how people. It actually experienced the return of Mando. like it, yeah. Yeah. So, and the reason for it, well, I mean, in my perspective, again, is that, well, they, they, they did mess up with Book of Boba Fett to actually make Mando's journey advance in that show instead of season three. Because I think it would have been such a strong start to have the start that you had in Book of Boba Fett, but in season three for instead. For sure. I also, um, I was surprised at, A, how quickly they got everyone up to speed but also how much it was seemed like inconsequential like yeah. mando's got a new ship <laughs> show's not going to address that uh, nope. why, why, why is grogu <laughs> here we'll get a quick Whoa. conversation with grief karga high <laughs> high true. magistrate grief karga high magistrate and then the yeah. the biggest talking point because it was in the recap and there was like an exposition scene was, yeah. Well, not even that, but it was when Mando has his helmet taken off and he's been mm-hmm. like exiled and he has to go on the, the quest for the pool. So I feel like half the episode was just kind of catching people up who didn't watch Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah, it's true, though. It had that feeling, right? There's a lot of repetitive stuff. Even the whole se- the whole section, that well, it starts like Mando saves uh, like a colony of Mandalorians from yeah. a sea creature. Um, and at first I was like, it, is this a flashback? Is this not a flashback? Because there are so many of them. Yeah, uh, it's true, though, it, because the, the young kid who's being initiated at first, you think, oh, it's it's Mando. But then you see the ship and you're just like, oh, OK, it's it's not. But um, yeah, I mean, that whole again with the forger talking about like him being an apostate. I was just like, well, we've been through all this yeah. already. I mean, we in, know uh, in episode five of Boba Fett. Like, yeah. yeah. So I, a little repetitive for sure. And I don't know for you, but like the 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 little helmet on the, the child's head as his inauguration, did it look like a Hasbro helmet? It, it looks did. so fake. Yeah, I, I thought that so too. Cheap. I'm like, oh, it looks like something you could go buy at like Walmart. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I felt like uh, instantly I was just like, oh, oh, damn, come on, guys. Yeah, I think it's because um, the, the T-visor was so big. Mm-hmm. Usually they're a lot slimmer or sleeker, yeah. but this one was pretty big. It was pretty big for his head. Uh, so it looked weird. Um, Pedro Pascal again, same as always, great as Mando. I mean, we, I mean, I think I, I like the vibe that he has now. I mean, just his smooth voice, always calm. Um, again, the, the pure like camaraderie that he has with Grogu. I mean, it's 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 good. It's good stuff. But the whole what they choose to do with Episode One to have him okay talk to the forger again okay so i need to go bathe into the the the, 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 um, the, pools. the pools of mandalore so i can redeem myself all right so but now he goes back to navarro for some reason because he wants a droid mm-hmm. <laughs> and not so, just any droid but he wants, and he wants ig11, IG-11 <laughs> which yes i i wasn't too big on that personally uh because i was like well he's already sacrificed himself he blew himself up and then he melted in lava 
but somehow yeah. all his wire parts are intact. It, yeah, yeah. we can just like revive that, and if like Mendo has come to the point where he can start trusting Joy Snow. That's his, his character arc, and I, I I see why he would want that one droid. But it kind of, it feels a little shoehorned in for like well we gotta have IG Eleven back so let's find a, a way to get him back. A little too much, yeah. Mm. I, I do. I, I did find it to be a little stretch. I mean because we didn't talk about IG Eleven for the entirety of season two, I think. No. So I was just like, okay, so all right, so you now you feel for droids and you want that one because you saw it. Well. I mean, at first he was like trying to kill the child because of his programming. Yeah. Then he was reprogrammed. And then you're just like, okay, now you care for that droid. All right, sure, I guess. Yeah, it's a, it's a little um, bit of a stretching considering that's yeah. going to be like a, a focal point. He's going to be finding the parts to revive the droid. It, it does. But there's. It feels a little hollow. To its defense, though, I mean, I do. If you remember correctly, at the end of season one. Like the first time that you actually see Man uh, Dinjarin's face, it was because of IG Eleven yeah. because he was trying to heal him. So in some way, it's the first and only. It is the first time, very first time for Mando that actually removes his helmet is because of IG Eleven. So maybe we can feel there's just some sort of connection between him and that droid. So he, for that reason, is like, oh, it was a special moment for me. So I'll remember that, and it's yeah, I'll cherish that, and maybe I I didn't forget him. Remembering that, that is one thing, but. Being able to turn him back online after he his yeah, self-destructed yeah. parts melted in a lava pool is entirely another thing. Yeah, yeah, thing. for sure. No, I'm just defending the relationship yeah, I have. Because um, I thought that the statue was just literally like a carving. I didn't realize it was the parts. No, it's the parts, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. That so was just little... the chest, actually. Just they, they kept like the legs for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That part of the episode I was a little... Oh, yeah. I don't know. And it does have me a little bit worried about the season. Like, how much of the season is this going to take now? Yeah. And again, it's just that now that everything regarding Grogu is like, okay, it's over and done with. We know he's going to stay with Mando. Uh, no more quest for the Jedi. So it feels okay. The whole season is going to be about him going back to Mandalorian. Yeah. I'm just like, okay, am I down for that? Sure. But. It feels, and again, like, I don't know for you, but the pirates um, in space. I mean, I, I did like the space battle scene. Yeah, me too. It, but it felt a little Star Trekky to me. I don't know. It, it, it didn't feel Star... The, the main villain, like the, I don't know, the swamp guy, mm -hmm. the pirate captain. You I, just I, looked I looked like swamp him, thing? I was just like, yeah, like, <laughs> I was just like, okay, that's a, like a Davy Jones ripoff. Yeah, it's like Davy it, Jones it looked, and the swamp thing. Yeah, together. it looked like it looked like more of Star Trek than Star Wars for my taste, but I didn't dislike it. I didn't care uh, one way or the other. I thought it was just like, oh, okay, and then like the scene was done before I could even like properly register it. But the space yeah. battle itself was pretty awesome. It reminded me a lot of Attack of the Clones when Django was yeah, chasing Obi Wan. With Django, yeah, yeah, true, yeah, with the in the asteroid field, yeah, it was kind of kind of that. I would say but, that the uh, production value is really good too. Like that space battle mm -hmm. felt like a movie. Yeah. Yeah, it did. Um, did you also so see the um, the interview that John Favreau did, where he was talking about the passage of time over the seasons? No. So no, season any. one takes place over the course of a few years. Same with season two, and Grogu has been with Luke for two years. He's been with Luke for two years. Yeah. Wow. That does not translate to screen. No. Yeah. No, not at all. Yeah. I mean, you, in get, my, in my, you get the visual mind, cue, I yeah. guess, with Navarro having trees and infrastructure and things like that. But it kind of feels like they boxed themselves into a corner with Book of Boba Fett. And now Favreau's trying to put, like, band-aids on it. Damn. Because but because when you see Navarro, what it's it is now compared to what it was at the end of season two you're just like oh fuck okay how much time did it did yeah pass? so two years has passed so, at the very least yeah. because grogu was with him for two years it felt like I, it felt like months like with yeah. luke and grogu together not not two years but yeah, okay, not two years a few yeah. months so two years two months maybe and yeah. i guess he said that to make us buy into the the gravity of the, the, the time jump like on, on screen, Grogu's gone and all of a sudden he's back. But in canon, that's not the case. And it's almost like a little bit of a course correction. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
Gotcha. Oh, well, sure. Well, I had to suspend disbelief yeah. a little bit with that. Yeah, they need to be, because again, with, and I'm going to loop in Andor here, but because having Andor air before we go back to Mando, I think, like, screwed up with our head a little bit, because I think that now we expect prestige, prestige, prestige <laughs> sorry, <laughs> TV from, from Star Wars, but Mando was never about that. Mando was about pure adventure, yeah. uh, simple storytelling, um, friendly adventure. And again, I mean, I watching episode one, I was like, oh, okay, I do remember what's, what Mando's about. Yeah. And, and it didn't change at all. And I'm just No, like, this episode oh. was just more Mando. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, it left me f- like wanting for more. And I'm curious as to if season three will give it to me, if they follow the same narrative course. Um, and it's a shame because I'm attached to the Mando universe. Uh, I do like it. I think that everything that came after, like Endor for sure, I prefer over Mando now. Uh, at some points, a few parts of Obi-Wan I preferred over Mando. But yeah, so yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious. Has, uh, it, like, has it lost a little bit of its like magic and its luster? I think it did. And for not just for me, but I think for most of it. And I think there was even, is it a Guardian article or some something else? But somebody that did, did Mando lose its, its, its shine? Like, mm. did, is it, are we entering the flop era of Mando? Well, I hope and it's I'm not just, flop, like, but it might just be. It's not flop, be... but it's going to lose some quality maybe. But I don't think it's going to lose quality, but I think because of Andor having higher quality we're we're never going to be comparing it now we know we can get like Mm -hmm. a higher order of tv and mando is very much its own thing it's like it just wants to be like a fun serialized almost like a live action cartoon and and or kind of like spoiled us by giving us like this really engaging dramatic story and next to Andor, Mando almost feels like a cartoon in a way. True. Yeah. So yeah, it's true. I guess you just have to bear in mind that the two shows are just very different types of shows. Different. Yeah, exactly. I'm still so, surprised that they're doing short run times. I bet episode was 34 minutes with credits. 30, yeah, 37, I think. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah 34, yeah, 34 with, credits. with credits. So that would take away the credits and the recap and all that. You're left with like, what, 25 minutes? It's a short episode. Close, yeah. It's not, no, it's, yeah, not a lot of time. Yeah. And it's, what, six or eight eight episodes, if I'm it's not eight. mistaken, right? Yeah. Eight, yeah. So it's go it's going to go by fast. But, yeah, um, yeah. so, again, I d- I'm not sure I had much expectations for Mando Season 3, but I'm just, now that I'm in it, I'm just like, okay, well, we've reached a point where I think our perception changed a little bit, and we're just like, the magic is a little, like not gone but it's it it it, it dusted off mm. a little bit so i think that that's how i i would synthesize it i yeah, guess yeah i can understand that i would probably so yeah it. yeah yeah so there it is mando season three but yeah, we'll first still be talking about it but yeah well yeah. i guess we'll talk about it it's like in full once the the whole show is done because that's what we usually yeah. we give our first impression and then we usually come back for like the finale yeah. um did you start watching last of us no, I'm going to wait until the season one is over and then I'm going to jump on it. So, okay. But you can still drop a few, like, I don't mind spoilers or anything um, because of the web. I think I have some. So, like, feel free to share some impressions. Well, of, uh, I'll just hold off for now because oh. there's only uh, there's two left anyway. And we'll, depending on our timing and all that, we can talk either as a conversation or you can ask me questions once the show is done. But we'll do Last of Us in a couple of weeks. Yeah, of course, no problem. Uh, gladly, uh, I'll watch it's, it's after that. It's really uh, good, by the way, though. <laughs> I'm uh, right now. I have like an F1 phase. I'm on Drive to Survive, I'm, as I'm sure you are. As I haven't well. started it because my, my week's been a yeah, little uh, chaotic. I haven't watched like anything. Yeah, so I'm on this. Um, I discovered White Lotus with my girlfriend, mm. and we qu- we really liked it. Season two was great. Yeah. So good. I have um, to watch it. Yeah. What else is on my table for? Uh, TV shows. I'm forgetting something. For now, that's it. I think. But there's there's some new. Uh, but well, I, I can't wait for Succession season four. I think it's coming mm. soon. Um, 
And yeah, oh, billions. Yeah, <laughs> we really? had some billions, billions yeah, news. Damien Lewis week. is coming back. Damien Lewis, and I think they needed to, but yeah, I'm just back wondering for how. Six episodes. Okay. So, again, I'm not sure they'll do it, but they should make season seven their final season. But uh, again, will they? I'm not sure. Well, they announced the the billions cinematic universe as well. Yeah, you true. We discussed it, so it's going to deploy in other in other series. Yeah, there's billions Miami, billions London, trillions and millions, and I'm like, true, true. Thank uh, you for reminding me. So I think that means I'm not sure. So maybe they're going to pause just the normal billions. I don't think so. I think it's going to be like Yellowstone. They're going to continue and milk it. No, I mean, but the normal narrative that we have here with the characters that we have. I think it keeps going. I think it's going. Yeah. Yeah. At least for the time being, I don't know. It's going like, to lose. But like Yellowstone's going. Then you have like 1883, 1923. Then we're going to have, I think 1946 yeah. is the next one. But then 1883 is getting its own spinoff. And then we're getting four sixes, which is a Yellowstone spinoff. It's like, why do they, why do oof. they do? And you that? know what's funny? Because the well, guy who's doing the billion spinoffs is the same guy who brainchild the Yellowstone spinoffs. Hmm. All right. Yeah. yeah. Same guy. It's I don't get the strategy. I mean, if they, I can't believe they'll they'll think they'll they'll milk. I mean, views with this and that people will be again. They'll lose themselves in all the seasons and they they'll lose interest eventually. I mean, I think it's, it's because Yellowstone has brought in such crazy numbers yeah. that they think they can get like lightning in the bottle twice if they just do the same thing. I'm not sure, but yeah. well, the yeah. DCEU relative to like the mcu i think is evidence of you just you can't do the same thing and hope for the same results no exactly yeah. so yeah no for, for sure for that i'll be really curious about season seven of billions after that we'll see because yeah this like this this yeah it's it's starting to not drag but i still really enjoyed billions all the time i watched the, the seasons but it's i mean they, they'll need to think of a way to wrap it up but they they won't like yeah. you said so it's yeah anyway <laughs> so we can talk about some oscars now because yeah. basically if we're lucky we can make a re- maybe record once more before the oscars if not um so yeah i think we want to give our appreciations or uh, yeah we thought it could be fun w- to do like talk about some of our favorite best picture winners as opposed to just yeah. going over who what we think is going to win or not going to win Hundred um, percent, and that gives uh, us like a really like big canvas to pull from. Yeah, and yeah, it's a good thing. I think we discussed some of it with the average Jays, but if, um, I'm all for going in back again because I've seen. There's still a couple of movies I haven't seen, but I've seen most of them. Yeah, I've seen most um, of them too. I've not seen all of them. I have. I have an objective to watch at least. There's two in the front rows that. I'm still missing, but I, I, my objective is to re- watch on, uh, at least one before the Oscars. I'm missing Tar and the Fablements. Um, Tar, I, I think Tar. I'm gonna watch first. But are we talking uh, about the um, the current Best Picture nominees? Are we talking about uh, like Best Picture winners like over the years? Oh yeah, <laughs> sure. Sorry, yeah, of course. My mistake, man, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for reminding me because yeah, we did discuss the the 2023 Oscars, yeah. but with the Oscars overall, I mean our best uh, our picks for best picture over the years. Thank you. Yeah, I love that's track. what I was talking about. <laughs> so p- please open the ball, and then we'll. Uh, I'll, yeah, I'll, well, I'll add mine. there there's so many to pick from. Um, instead of just going for one movie out of the gate, I'll just quickly highlight. If we're going from like the 80s through the 90s, it's like a nonstop roller coaster of um, awesome movies. Like mm. it just keeps going and going. Like all these timeless classics, especially like I said, there's a lot in the 70s as well. But I find in the 80s and the 90s, are just, I'm going to go, let's see. Like we got Chariots of Fire, Gandhi. Which of, I haven't seen. You've seen some Ga- <laughs> Oh, jeez. <laughs> I haven't seen. You know, the Gandhi I did, yeah. but not Cherry of Fire. Okay, I've seen it, but like a long yeah. time ago. Uh, Tears of Endearment, uh, Amadeus, Out of Africa, Platoon, The Last Emperor, Rain Man, mm. Driving Miss Daisy, Dances with Bull, Silence of the Lambs, Unforgiven, Schindler's List, Forrest Gump, Braveheart, English Patient, uh, patient Titanic, Shakespeare in Love, American Beauty, Gladiator, Beautiful Mind. That's going up until mm. 2001, and you're just like, Goodness. Goodness, so many of these movies 
stand the test of time. Whereas a lot of movies, I would say for maybe the last 10 years uh, at the Oscars, it doesn't have the staying power. Like no one talks about, no one talks about Coda, for example. Coda won Best Picture last year. Nobody talks about it. Last year, nobody talks about it. True. No, it's a good point. It's a good point, man. But people Um, still talk about Schindler's List. Yeah, it's true. And uh, I do actually, it's funny, I have a poster like here next to me, but uh, of Godfather Part 2. And like the Godfather movies for sure are like on top of my list. But it's it's been so long. I I wasn't like, I mean, my my, my dad was a kid at that point. But um, yeah, it's just that these these movies are so operatic and they had so much influence on what came after in terms of storytelling, cinematography, drama. And I like to revisit those movies a lot. But you know what? I'll, I do have a conversation starter for a film that, uh, as a Best Picture winner, really got me into a certain world of movie appreciation. At that point, I was still pretty young. Uh, we're talking about the mid two thousands, but um, and I had th- we had this discussion with um, um, oh Jesus um, Alberto. When he when he was uh, on the air and we were talking about Martin Scorsese, mm. but The Departed. I was actually um, gonna is, talk about The Departed, but <laughs> yeah, it's actually I think one of the fir- maybe amongst the first uh, Scorsese movies I've seen, and it's one of my favorites still. At, yeah, uh, sure. like after all these years, it's one of the movies I like to revisit the most. So this, I think, it's high on my top five six ish of best picture movies i would agree i don't think it's scorsese's best movie but it's one of it's a personal favorite it's still a personal favorite it's it's one of the scorsese movies that's one best picture i think it's the only scorsese movie that's one best picture isn't it i think so yeah Yeah, because they gave it to him i guess out of well guilt to just like oh we should have given it to you for taxi driver or something but like Goodfellas, oh, Goodfellas is, I think Goodfellas yeah. is a better movie than Departed, but at the end of the day, Departed has. I a disagree. Ah. That, you know what? And it, uh, yeah, yeah. It, uh, and I need, I guess, to like watch Goodfellas again. It's been a while, but no, it's uh, the, just that regular mafia, like kind of De Niro slash Joe Pesci vibe we get from Casino and from Goodfellas. I'm just like, eh. I don't know. I've seen it a lot of times. It didn't impress me as much. I can agree with um, that for Casino. I was never imp- that impressed with Casino, but I love Goodfellas. I I, st- I did enjoy it too, but even with Irishman, I still have that same thing. I'm just like, ah, uh, yeah. Like there's like typical, typical, typical Scorsese. And sometimes I'm just like, it's it's reheat. I mm. I've seen this, but. Departed was a little different, I think. Like again, moving to Boston, having like that non-Italian kind of mafia vibe, um, it, it it was it was refreshing. And again, the the characters, Jack Nicholson's performance, Leo's performance, like just the um, how they piggyback on each other, and it's I don't know. I felt that movie really, really, really nice, really fun. It's also watch. a remake. It is a remake. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen the original. Yeah, Infernal Affairs, but which uh, I've seen all three of the original. It's a Hong Kong police detective movie series. Oh, good for you. Good for you. But yeah, this one for sure, it's 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 high on my list. And uh, yeah, it's a personal favorite in terms of Scorsese movies. Um, again, and I'm scrolling on the list here, but yeah. please, uh, uh, I'll, I'll leave well, you just, if you have just before, another to, Just underneath to The Departed, we have The Return of the King. Yeah. yeah, sure, sure. I think I, I'm not as much of a Lord of the Ring fans as you are, but yeah, I totally. I think so it's still because it's there, like you obviously have to highlight it, but it's not my favorite Lord of the Rings movie, which is interesting. Oh, Fellowship is Fellowship's your favorite. my favorite. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Um, I think Return of the King is still a really good movie. I think it's the second best of the three. I actually just rewatched all three not too long ago. And like pretty much all everybody. Yeah, exactly. Like you, you watch that every like year or two. <laughs> yeah, and pretty much. Return of the King is still really, really solid. It's I think it's got a little too many endings, and it's, too, it's a little too long. It's a little too long, especially yeah. if you're watching the extended cut, which is 
pushing four Jesus, and a half like hours. Four hour, yeah, yeah. Four and a half, near enough. So it's a yeah. it's a good chunk of movie. But that being said, it's it's got the adventure, it's got the character, it's got the uh, the crowd pleasing moments that you would come to expect yeah. from uh, a big fantasy epic conclusion that's going for the Oscar, and it's one yeah. of three movies to win a total of 11 wins at the Oscar. Yeah. The other two what, what are being, the others? Titanic and... Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, I had this on the top the of the other one. It's um, with the chariot race. Not Chariots of Fire. It's... Um, gladiator? No. No, not, no, it's not Gladiator. Not, it's like one of those old 1950s ones. It's not Ten Commandments. Oh, um, Ben-Hur. Ben-Hur. Yeah. Ben-Hur. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, yeah, 11. Yeah, 11 wins. wins. It's crazy. insane. Basically, like, Jesus sweeps the, the evening. So, yeah. I mean, you have to highlight it. Like, 11 wins is completely mental. It's mental. But, yeah, no, it's still, I would say it's still high in my list, for sure. I like Lord of the Ring movies. It's not, it's not in my, I, I, I revisit them sometimes, not all the time. But, yeah, I did, did I think, at the, the age that I was in, 2003 I, I went regularly with my parents to the movies and this was of course always on our list uh, yeah at that time to before christmas um on my end looking back at the list um i would say another one i have in higher regards and we've talked about war movies um not so long ago but platoon i have an interesting relationship mm. with platoon because that's 1986 uh, for the, for the people listening. Um, it was actually I think one of my 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 dad had a huge collection of VHS uh, when I was a kid, and I liked to watch some of the movies that he had. And sometimes we was even too young to discover them. But I think that Platoon is maybe the first war movie, or amongst the first war movies I've seen. And I really remember. The Tom Berger's, Tom Berger's character being so mean, and we wanted to kill him. And uh, I mean, Charlie Sheen, even though we think he's a little, a little bit of a loser, but you can connect with him because, like, how would you cope with war and jungle and freaking mm-hmm. mosquitoes and, and blood and death, like, on a daily basis? Maybe not so well, maybe like a bit like him. So I always really connected with that film, and I think it's, it's amongst, well, maybe even. Oliver Stone's finest film, I, even to this day. I prefer I Platoon over Apocalypse Now. I know most people put Apocalypse Now on the pedestal. Ah, uh, yeah, no, yeah. but Apocalypse Now is still, yeah, I have a special relationship. Yeah, but I think Apocalypse I now, think Platoon's still a better movie though. Uh, it's it's so different though. Yeah, I mean, both are so different, even if it's the same war, so different. But um, I still really, really love Platoon. Yeah. And again, Apocalypse Now did not win in 1979. It did not. So for sure, I, I would have mentioned it. It was a Kramer versus Kramer, which I have not seen yet. Ditto. Um, um, yeah, so Platoon, yeah, good film. Harsh film, but uh, necessary and good. I mean, it's a war classic. Yeah. So uh, I really like it. So yeah, good relationship with that film. I'll throw out two at the same time because they came out within a few years of each other and they're kind of like the same in terms of genre, but we have Gladiator and Braveheart that came out within just a couple of years of each other. And yeah, when you're and talking about like movies when you were younger, yeah. especially Braveheart, mm-hmm. um, that came out in what, 96, seven months? Can I get out in 95, so one in 96? Uh, yeah, ni- one in 96. Yeah, it was so movie. that's just one of those movies when you're seeing it as a kid, there's like thousands of extras and all the costume design, and all of a sudden you're, you're transported back in time to whether that be the 1100s in Scotland or a long, long time ago in the Roman Republic. And you, you're just transported to these places you only read about as, as a boy. And mm-hmm. it, it's a movie that has not only great character moments and... Uh, great direction but it's also got great action it's one of the few not few but it's one of those examples where an action epic can also be dramatic at the same time it can win best picture best director things like that but it still has the the spectacle and the wow you're entertained you can have popcorn while watching these movies not a difficult not an easy thing to do it's very difficult to balance the drama and Mm -hmm. the action and those are two examples 
very dear to me where you're just watching it and you're you're taken back into a time and place you're entertained but you're also like wow that was a good story yeah it didn't it definitely paved the way for the gladiators and the lord of the rings um nominations after that but uh I, it's, it took me forever to watch Braveheart because it was always on my list, but I pushed it for so long. Eventually, I just say, okay, enough is enough. I'm going to watch it. Um, I think I was expecting more. I don't mm. know. Maybe I felt I, 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 it, it looked a little kitsch to me. Interesting. Braveheart, but I, there's a lot of things I did enjoy, but I, it didn't mark me as like oh, one of my favorite movies. And like I would revisit Gladiator a hundred times over Braveheart. Um, Gladiator, I'm glad you mentioned it because Ridley Scott is a special director in my in my heart because he made Blade Runner, which is my <laughs> maybe my favorite favorite film. But um, I really, yeah, Gladiator, I like to revisit a lot. Yeah. That's um, one of for sure one of his best films, top five for sure. Um, and again, just um, well for sure the epic. I mean, just the the, the set design of Rome, but even the the characters like. Uh, Crow's performance, Phoenix performance. Mm-hmm. But we're talking uh, about haunting. movies that, like, over the last yeah. couple of years, like, no one really talks about it. But like, you'll you'll still hear either as a meme or just like inserted somewhere. You'll still hear like, my name. Are it, you not entertained? Are you not entertained? <laughs> or like, my name is Maximus Durismus. Like his name, like a, father of a murdered uh, husband of yeah. two a murdered wife. And I will have my vengeance. In this life or the next. Yeah. And it's just it's part yeah. of the lexicon in a way now, especially yeah, like, are no, you not entertained? Sure. Yeah. yeah. No, it's uh, it's no, it's such a great film. I need to rewatch it. It's been a while, but it, it's a long watch. But it's yeah, it's such a I think it, good. I film. think theatrical is around two and a half. And it feels like an hour and a half. It does. That really? movie's got amazing pacing. Like, it does. Yeah. Like you're sure. watching and you're like, we're halfway done the movie already. Like, I, we're just getting started. Yeah. It's uh, no, it's great. One of the, and I still I think one of the great movie villains again like oh yeah, um, uh, Commodus played by Joaquin Phoenix. I think that I find that villain so effective, so haunting. Like even of all the movies I've seen, I still remember him like really fondly in that in that movie. Just like he was good, yeah, good villain. Both um, of those movies are not historical accurate movies. Just no, as of course, a, a note, of course, yeah. you should never write your homework based on that as a primary source. Commodus, <laughs> like what the Commodus, Marcus Aurelius was uh, a great conqueror. Yeah, well, like maybe he was. Well, Mar- but, well like yeah. Commodus never killed Marcus Aurelius, for example. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. So th- there's a lot of liberties taken. <laughs> but yeah, no, great pick, man. Great picks, for sure. Um, looking at the list, what do we have? What do we have here? There's some movies I've seen, I've seen at least once that I really love. But there's another one I want to mention here that, again, in the 80s as well. But this movie, funny enough, because I, I, I talk movies with my dad a lot when I was a kid. And he, he of course, like I said, he had a huge collection. But when I asked him, I, I do remember, I think it was early on in high school and even in Cégep when I was, which is college for us in, in Quebec, um, <clears throat> like what his favorite movie is. And he always said Amadeus. And I was mm. just like, oh, OK, I don't I, at this time, I didn't know it. I was just like, OK, yeah, the Mozart movie. Uh, I should be boring. I won't watch it and whatnot. And he kept telling me that he's like, Amadeus, Fred, eventually watch it like you'll like it like it was like it looks so boring but okay um so eventually i found it i think on like discount at archambault like uh, and uh, on dvd i was just like well okay why not so I, I bought it i watched it and although it's a slow film i could totally understand like where the genius of this film was um uh, it's not for everyone for sure i mean if you're expecting like an <laughs> a heavily filled movie with a lot of well drama partly but just a lot of stuff to happen it's not that it's more of a poetic long opera mm. uh, you need to appreciate the music the the, the, the play and just the, the, the scenario the script just the, every the, the, the beauty of the set design the details and whatnot it's more of a painting than actually like a like a thrill ride Amadeus but uh, it, I, it still sh- sits on my shelf. I wa- rewatch it a f- sometimes. It's been a while, but 
it I did understand for people who actually like movies as work of art this is a, this is a nice pick this is a beautiful gorgeous film well played well written the music is beautiful and again it's the life of Mozart so you just you're going back to classic and that last few scenes when he's on this well I don't know if it's a, no, maybe not a punch but it's it's an old film but when <laughs> but when he uh, he's on his dying bed composing um, Confutatis Maledictus with uh, his rival ne next to him on his deathbed I was just like this is so good <laughs> And <laughs> and my friend com who composes music is just like yeah, I do revisit that film a lot and <laughs> it's so good so yeah I, I do like this movie a lot it, it, I would put it in my top ten I need sure. to watch it I've never actually seen it uh, yeah plan f uh, solid three hours because it's close to three hours mm -hmm. no it's yeah it's a hundred and well hundred and sixty minutes but yeah, so um, two hours and it's a two long hours ride yeah. It's a long ride, but it's a it's a good it's a good one. Uh, it's a good film. Uh, we'll see just, if I can yeah, find. Really I think the I think for older movies like that, it's easier and more convenient just to go to like a public library and pick up a copy. Because mm -hmm. where do you find that on streaming these days? Yeah, uh, yeah, especially this movie. Now it's not on Netflix. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so. not for ne uh, regular viewers or Netflix. Yeah, yeah this uh, either you rent it on iTunes or you you. You rent it at, a, like, a library or something. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. What, what else do you have? I'll throw in one. I, li I, li I love two-thirds of this movie, and I'm mm -hmm. bored of one-third of this movie. That is No Country for Old Men. Ah, interesting. I would mention that one as well because I have it on Blu-ray. I really yeah. like it. Which part do you found, find boring? All the scenes with Tommy Lee Jones. But... Mm, yeah, it but they're ne uh, they're necessary. But I I get bored watching those scenes. Uh, it it yeah, loses I mean, me a little key, bit. Yeah, I know that the key scenes. What is really memorable is with Josh Brolin and um Javier uh, Bardem. Yeah, Javier. Yeah, big role Javi. before uh Javier before Skyfall. Yeah, yeah. Um, those scenes are mesmerizing. Even if there's there's less dialogue in those scenes. But the tension and the sense of urgency and even fear is contagious. And you're, you're completely hypnotized by Javier Bardem's like psychotic performance. And mm -hmm. you're, you're scared because of his cold-bloodedness and Josh Brolin's on the run. And then I always feel like it detours a little bit when it goes back to Tommy Lee Jones. Like you kind of lose that pacing a little bit. It do, it doesn't like, yeah yeah it's not like yeah. it goes from like five to one, but it, it is like oh it's it is um it's not a wholly perfect movie for me, but the stuff with Brolin and Bardem is so good that it merits recognition regardless. Because yeah, Tommy Lee Jones is the old man in the No Country for Old Men reference. Yeah. He's like he's trying to keep up with the violence that's going on, and just like I can't, like yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to. I'm always arriving late on the scene, um, and the, yeah, they like the the dream scene at the end where he is explaining it to his wife and already like retired and. Yeah, but I like I do agree with you that there's a it's it's not as exciting, but it's necessary for the script to work. But yeah, I do get you. I mean, everything regarding Josh Brolin is rewatchable, and same for the the Javier Bardem's character, and just that that sheer fear you feel. Well, he has that scanner in this car, and like he's driving on the road, and then there's a beep, yeah. and you're just like, oh shit, he's he's near the money, <laughs> and then he drives around like the motel, and just like until like the beep beep is so intense, and you just like, oh, it's right there. And then, and if I'm not mistaken, the final line in the movie is with Tommy Lee Jones, and he just says, "Yeah, he's giving me this like speech," then, and he's like, "And then I woke up." And then I woke up. Yeah. yeah. And there's something about that, even not being a fan of the Tommy Lee Jones scenes, but it stuck with me. Like I remember that line. Yeah. Yeah. Just <laughs> that pure like, and then I woke up. And then I woke up, and then directed <laughs> it's by the Coen Brothers. Abrupt. Yeah. So for you, it's not the Coen Brothers' finest film in your in your list. I mean. It is and it isn't. It is and it isn't. Uh, but with the Coen Brothers have some amazing movies out there. Uh, everything from like Fargo to Burn After Reading. So, Burn After Reading is fun. Uh, Such a cool. I film. think I, that, like I think that, that one's underappreciated. 
It is. It is. I, I, I watched it in the high school and I, I couldn't get enough of it. I really, really enjoyed that film. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, it, the, No Country for Old Men, I, it took me a while to rediscover it and reappreciate it in its own merit. But it's, yeah, it's a special film. I do really like this one. Um, so it's a good pick. Yeah. What, what else? Do I do, do uh, one each? Yeah, one each. Yeah, one or two each. I need to pick wisely, though. Hmm. Is picking I, Godfather I too obvious? <laughs> I won't know, but I mean, you, you you can if you want for different reasons. But I I already talked about the Godfather and the Godfather Part Two, so I won't pick them. I'll go. No, I know which one I'll take. Seventies um, this time. Um, <laughs> controversial director in the in our days now, uh, but. Surprisingly enough, and I feel bad saying this, but I do still really appreciate like his movies and his style of filmmaking. But Annie Hall, uh, it's not Woody Allen's finest film, in my opinion. I have other preferences over this one, but it's I <laughs> I do like how he writes his movies, like because joking with friends and when you're abroad and you talk about the charm of certain cities and what you actually do as a routine, how you perceive the world, how you, 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 you talk about a bit of nonsense from every day. And I think Tarantino was maybe inspired from this a little bit in, in Pulp Fiction and other f- movies. But uh, I do enjoy some of Woody Allen's work. And this film I still appreciate a lot. <laughs> and there's a reference to Marshall McLuhan to it. Yeah, I remember Marshall that. Marshall McLuhan from university. And like he's freaking like argumenting in the in the, in the line to the theater with another yeah, guy. Yeah, I remember that scene. But no, Marshall Marshall McLuhan did not mean that. What do you mean, you asshole? And anyway, so like again, Woody Allen's energy on screen on screen, I do appreciate it. I don't know like how like how I should really th- like feel about like his movies today, uh, because there's some part of guilt for me liking what he's doing, considering like how he's portrayed now. But I mean, movies like Midnight in Paris. Uh, I think this is my favorite. Of yeah, this. I would agree with um, that. And I from um, To Rome with Love. I also like. I like Scoop um, more than To Rome with Love. Yeah, yeah, no, Midnight is is better, and I think I, Scoop. Yeah, oh boy, like Scoop, Scoop is on the bottom list. I like Scoop. <laughs> you like Scoop? I like Scoop. Uh, yeah, with um, Scarlet and, um, and Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Yeah, yeah I like yeah, Scoop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he's done so many films. I mean, yeah. it's well, it's, there was a time where he was doing like a movie a year. Yeah, no, it's not the case. But, uh, yeah, so, again, I would say watch Any Hall is a classic. You need to watch it. I think you'll still have a good time. It's good dialogue, um, and it really forged Diane Keaton's career, I guess, and same for Moody Allen. But, yeah, it's just I don't know what you feel about this filmmaker and his movies overall now, but I still it's still a high pick in the list for me, I guess. I haven't watched the Woody Allen movie in a long time. I, I haven't quite decided if it's – is it okay to rewatch his movies or not? Uh, because so many that I quite enjoyed, but yeah, it's uh, I, they've been on pause for a couple of years now. Yeah, it's always delayed or something. Yeah. I think like uh, well, even what it's New York in the rain or something like that that like took forever to do. Yeah. Or uh, um, is it New York in the rain or the the not something with rain with Timothy Chalamet and uh, <laughs> Selena Gomez? But I'm forgetting the the, the name. Um, so yeah, but his later films, not great. Um, then again, I think he lost, he's losing the passion in it and it's not as, well, I think he's, he's in a tight spot (laughs) right now. So he's not, is not, well, not personal non grata, but close. So yeah, it's, uh, it's a weird subject for sure, but I still, and anyhow, is still a good film. So if you, if you don't feel like if you still like to revisit Woody Allen movies, re- like regardless of the situation he's in right now, it's it's a good film. Yeah, uh, um, I'll pick The Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, yeah. It's been a while since I've watched this one, but for for sure, I mean, it's. I think I watched it not yeah. the Halloween that just passed, but the Halloween before, if I'm not mistaken. So it's been like a year and a half since I've seen it last, and Clarice. it's such a good movie. It is. Anthony Hopkins claims uh, an Oscar statue off of what ten minutes of screen time? Jesus, yeah, yeah. no, for sure. Is it ten minutes only? That because it might he, be what, less. Has, I think he has four scenes. Yeah, it might be less than ten it, yeah. minutes. Like he's he's not in the movie much.
No, no, he's, he has four scenes, I think. Uh, and he won Best best Supporting Actor or Best Actor? Best Supporting I think actor. Supporting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a masterclass in suspense and, and acting. Like, uh, you're, you're thrown into that creepy, sinister serial killer story, and, like, the, you feel like the clock is ticking. Um, you have the compelling performance of Anthony Hopkins as Hannibal Lecter. It's dark, it's macabre, but it's completely hypnotic at the same time. Yeah. No, it's. Uh, I need to rewatch Silence of the Lambs. It's been way too long. Uh, because, but I did have, like, an interest in, in the whole Hannibal Lecter kind of universe. So I watched, like, Hannibal, Red Dragon. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't watch the Hannibal show, but I know I should. You should. I think I'll enjoy it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's really good. It's really good. Yeah. It's not what um, you would expect I, for, a, like, a basic cable TV show. It's on. Is it on Netflix? Available on Netflix? I, I mean, think it, it is. It was. I don't know if it still it is. Was, it was. Uh, maybe it's not there anymore. Yeah. But yeah, I'll try to find it. It's. All, it was always on my list, but I'm just like, ah, yeah. I need to watch this and this and this. So, uh, but um, good pick. But it, you know what? It's funny what you said. Um, the best picture movies, we're, uh, like a few exceptions apart are really movies that are deemed classics or that are so rewatchable that like, oh my God, it's so engraved into like contemporary culture because rare are the movies in that list that really make make it as such. Like Godfather apart, Godfather and Godfather, Godfather Part 2 apart, Love the Lord of the Rings apart, like, Platoon I guess it part, depends on what we're, we're, we're like considering. Like what are we weighing it? Because like, you can talk about like French Connection, and it has that like uh, the famous True. car chase scene. But like the Sting, people don't talk about it quite as much. But then mm-hmm. Rocky, like where they're still making Creed movies, for example. Oh, we didn't discuss. Wait, we didn't discuss. Yeah, like, Rocky got this picture. Yeah. But then like ordinary people, nobody talks about ordinary people. But that's why I was like, yeah. I think Suji gets like the '80s. Like I think from like maybe Rain Man onwards. Like Rain Man gets referenced. Like people still talk about Dances with Wolves. Uh, Unforgiveness considered like the benchmark in westerns. Forrest Gump often gets talked about for maybe not deserving best picture, but despite that, it's still like yeah, an icon. I think Twenty like two thousand seven. Well, after No Country for Old Men, I think that this is where it started to break. Like because Slumdog Millionaire. I mean, I haven't seen that movie since it came out. Yeah. Hurt Locker. I've seen it maybe a second time, but it's been a while. But it's still a good film. But the King's Speech, The Artist, Argo, Twelve Years a Slave. I mean, these movies. Nobody talks about them anymore. It's it's just like they're they're not forgotten, but they're not on anybody's like favorite list that that much. Uh, Birdman. It's a different story, maybe. But yeah, um, I would say a good you know, chunk of the movies they haven't challenge yeah. the status quo no and then it's spotlight i mean jesus who talks about spotlight uh moonlight uh, kind of shape of water green book yeah green book was a contrib- controversial yeah. one parasite uh people still kind of talk about but no one talks about coda no one talks about no man led no 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 totally it's uh no man land was good but even though i mean yeah so conventional like you said uh, but yeah, when uh, like early two thousands, a couple of ones, but no nineties, eighties, seventies. I mean, yeah, some of these movies are now legend legendary. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so it's interesting. Yeah, like saying that. And again, it's gonna be interesting this year around if like because there's like going back to two thousand twenty three, like the 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 edition for March twelfth. I'm I'm really interested on in how much power Top Gun Maverick will have because if they do decide to uh, reward that film a lot and uh, again best pictures may be unconceivable but if it's actually something that takes everybody by surprise and it does happen it is a clear statement that okay we're now somewhere else in terms of the Academy Awards and I'm wondering if I want that I guess in some ways I do in some because ways, I do too, but I in no world do I see it happening. Yeah, because again, it's just that do we do do does the Academy wants to say okay, the only good movies that we deem awardable are movies that people haven't seen, 
and I'm just like, do we do, do they want to keep that thinking going? That's why I think they have a, a win with everything everywhere because it's simultaneously like yeah. an indie artsy True. movie that everyone saw, while also True. having like sci-fi kung fu, and it's so broad while also being so niche at the same time. True, true. And thank you for reminding me about everywhere, everything, everywhere, because it's a strong contender for best movies. But have your predictions changed before we uh, we close mm, the, the show? Not really. Not really? No. No? I'm still floating, like, is Kate Blanchett going to win Best Actress or Michelle Yeoh? It's mm. kind of a coin toss at this point. I think it's probably yeah, one it's of those, like, Kate deserves Michelle will win it. Michelle will win it. Like, uh, Michelle deserves it. Like, reverse that. I, I, yeah. I'll try to see Tar before and make an opinion of Kate Blanche's performance. But um, yeah, if Michelle Yeoh wins, I think she deserves it. And yeah. That would be so good for her. Best picture. Um, again, I'm. Uh, again, it should normally be everything everywhere. Yeah. But you could be surprised. You could be surprised, but um, that's, I mean, that's where I'd be placing my bet. Yeah. What else? But have you seen? Uh, we talked about Triangle of yeah. Silence, but. I had such a good time with that film. So good. Um, <laughs> it would have been maybe my one of my, my favorite pick, probably. Even though I really like All Quiet on the Western Front. Uh, I know it's one of your favorites, and I, I really did like it. Uh, but uh, Avatar. I mean, Avatar now has reached another record, but it's... Yeah. No, it doesn't. It, it won't doesn't win, no. No, and it shouldn't, to be honest, in my opinion. Pretty amazing um, that it was even nominated, but... The first one was as well. Well, I mean, it's. I think it's because, again, and we talked about this, but James Cameron and what he's actually doing for yeah. the movie industry, they're just like, oh, we need to nominate him. We don't have a choice. So, yeah. yeah. But, uh, oh, it's going to – I'm going to watch. I'm going to watch on March, March 12th. Everybody listening, it's Oscar night. Um, Ten days from now. Most movies – I think pretty much all of them or most are pretty now accessible. Uh, some you need to rent and pay an extra – um, some are available on streamers, but um, some like Avatar yeah. are still on the big screen, and Avatar is still on the big stream, sure. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's gonna be a fun night for for sure, and uh, yeah, um, and then we have some good openings in March in terms of movies, right? We have John Wick John four. Wick. We also got sixty five, if I'm not mistaken. Sixty five with Adam Driver. So yeah. this is gonna be uh, other topics for uh, for the incoming episodes. Um, I think there's some more though. I think March is a good month. We have some good movies in yeah. March. Um, let me just check real quick. Color me excited for John Wick. Like everyone knows at this point it's one of my Creed, most anticipated. Well, Creed three, Creed three as I'm, well. I'm, yeah. I'm, uh, I haven't watched a Creed movie, so I'm not even okay. considering. The, I'm not even in the discussion. But yeah, I mean, I know people are excited. Um, Creed one is fantastic. Oh uh, yeah, not Creed two. Creed two is good. Less so, but like it's not yeah. fantastic. Oh, there's Operation Fortune oh, from yeah. uh, Guy, Guy Ritchie. Ritchie. Yeah, with our guy uh, Jason. Yeah. yeah, nice. Because we really enjoyed both of us, uh, Raph of Man. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really excited with for this film. It's been uh, delayed so yeah, this is, quite a while. This, 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 was this is actually like this is actually. Uh, yeah, true. Yeah. But this is actually uh, tomorrow. Yeah, it's coming yeah. coming out tomorrow. And there's like no um, buzz around it. <laughs> no, 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 no. What else? Yeah, Scream Six, sure. I haven't seen um, Scream Five yet, so I can't be either. excited. But I, I, I like I the Scream. Leave. I like the Scream movies, I but won't. yeah, yeah. And John Wick, yeah, John Wick. I think is going to be a good uh, big discussion. Yeah, John Wick. Uh, okay, good stuff, man. So yeah, we'll have uh, cool topics for next time for sure. Um, so if we don't talk again, we, we, we should. But if it doesn't happen, like, happy Oscars night. And uh, continue enjoying Mando. And uh, yeah, we'll be here. With all, uh, <laughs> we'll be here for sure, man. And, uh, yeah, but maybe we'll talk some video games after because uh, Jedi Survivor is coming out soon. So yeah, that's going to be another I can't topic. play it. Can you play it? Uh, I need to buy an Xbox Series X. <laughs> and I need a <laughs> and they're PS5. All out, they're all out of, out of supply, so, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, so maybe we'll be waiting a little bit for that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, possibly. All right, brother. Take care of yourself. Hope everything goes uh, well with the, the data situation. Yeah, Keep me posted. So. And uh, to everybody listening, have a good one. Keep watching. Keep, drip keep drinking. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening, everyone. And uh, as always, visit screenhub.blog. 
But that's where there's going to be the weekly reviews for Mandalorian, and you can catch reviews for The Last of Us as well. Cheers, guys. Bye-bye. Bye now.